Welcome to Los Angeles EXP Yahweh. This podcast is going to be about a relationship with God and how it's like having a relationship with God and how it is to be of the faith. I'm not going to get into the details of religion because I don't believe in religion. So this is going to be very interesting for those who want to seek a relationship with God, but maybe are, how would I say it? For example, for me, I don't like religion. Like I never, it never sat sat well with me. And um, I never thought God was a type of person that made religion. But those are my beliefs. But not not to get carried away, I just want to introduce you to the one and only living God because there is only one. There's only one God and he does have a name. Today, the first episode is called God's Personality. My intentions with this podcast is not to grow it, not to advertise it. So if you happen to be hearing this voice, If you happen to have stumbled across this very podcast, this very message, do not take it lightly. You should take it as a sign from the one and only living God that you're supposed to hear this message. And I'm going to make it relatable for you. And um, I'm not here to shove Jesus down your throat. I'm not here to shove anything down your throat. I'm just here to show you from this perspective of the reality, the truth. That's my goal, to just express the truth as it is written in the Bible, the Word of God. So, God's personality. What is God's personality? Some people might be thinking, well, God doesn't have a personality. And to that I say, God has a very specific personality. And and maybe you wouldn't call it personality, maybe you would call it attributes. But in the sense of this message, we're going to call it His personality. So, I want to start off by saying, <clears throat> to make it relatable. So, I'm pretty sure everybody, I'm pretty sure you have been in a situation where you've wanted to get to know somebody. And I mean, get to know someone you wanted to have a relationship with. And that's how I'm gonna relate this message and and it's all gonna connect. So trust me, stick with me, it's gonna connect. So for me, for example, I remember back when I was in 10th grade, there was this girl I remember I was in English class and I was sitting in the back and this girl walked in late and when she walked in, she was so beautiful. Like, I was like uh, shook. I was like, wow, who's this girl? Like, my very first like reaction was, what's her name? What's the name of this girl? And, um, That's very important because I feel 
everybody should know the name of the person you want to get in a relationship with. That's the very first thing that <clears throat> you should want to get to know, right? So, in the sense of God, God has a name. And um, he's had several different names. <clears throat> but he has a very specific name. And that name is Jesus. God's name is Jesus Christ. For the sake of time, we're going to leave it at that. And we're going to move forward. So just know God has a name and it's Jesus. So anyway, moving on with my story. So I was in 10th grade. I wanted like I thought this girl was really beautiful. I wanted to get to know her. And like I said, the first thing I wanted to know was, well, what's this girl's name? Because when you're in a relationship with someone, you shouldn't call them by their title. You shouldn't say, oh, my, oh, oh, wow, I really like that girl, that girl, that girl. Like, you should know what that name is. And once you know the name, that name has a power. So... Once I found out the name of this girl, when I found out her name, her name is Sandy. And um, all of a sudden, the name Sandy had power to it. This name Sandy, I couldn't get it out of my mind. Sandy, I would see Sandy with hearts. I would see Sandy with like, wow, I really want to get to know this Sandy, like Sandy, Sandy. But if you notice, I stopped calling her by her title, which she was a beautiful girl. But now I started calling her by her name, Sandy. And that's what I feel like people should do with God. You should call him by his name because he has one. Like I said, once I knew her name, it had power. Same thing with the name of God. The name Jesus has power to it. It has immense power. There is no name greater than the name of Jesus. Besides the name part, let's continue with my story. So this this Sandy girl, I was like literally I would do anything to get to know this girl. And I'm the type of guy that I'm really like nonchalant. Like I'm laid back. I'm not the type to go and want to get to know girls or like try to uh, put myself out there like that. But this Sandy girl, I really felt the urge to get to know her. So in a relationship, when you want to get to know someone, um, first of all, <clears throat> you got to know her name or his name if you're a girl. And um, let's be honest, you want to have direct communication with this person. You don't want to be communicating through her friends. The ultimate goal is to communicate directly. Like, you want to get this girl's number, you want to text, you want to have a phone call. And uh, <clears throat> it got to the point where through indirect communication, I got to the, to the point where I wanted to get to, which is direct communication. And the same thing is with God. I'm going to keep it short. But there's good news. Many of you know what Jesus did on the cross. 
But many of you don't know that when God, when Jesus died on the cross, he didn't just die for our sins. He didn't just die so that we, we may have life. He died so we can have a direct relationship with the living God through Jesus Christ, our mediator. So because he did that for us, we were able to have direct communication. So <clears throat> moving on. So Sandy, you know, to be honest, I had a crush on her. And um, I, she had all my attention, like all of it. Like I would go home and I would think about this Sandy girl. I would, I would be in other classes and I couldn't wait to get to English class because I knew Sandy was going to be there. And if Sandy wasn't there, oh, English class was so horrible. Like, my whole life was centered around this Sandy girl because I really wanted to get to know her. I really wanted um, this relationship with her. So I feel it's the same thing with God. And in the Bible, it clearly states that he wants you to give him all your attention. He wants you to surrender his life to him. And there's a reason behind that. So anyway, moving forward, when you want to be in a relationship with with someone, you want to get to know their likes, their dislikes, what they like to do, what what um, what they don't like other people to do. And for some reason, whatever she didn't like, like I was willing to like mold myself into what she liked, because this girl was beautiful. <laughs> when I mean beautiful, she was, she was, she was real beautiful. So, if she says she didn't like me wearing white shoes or black shoes, I would not wear black shoes. Shit, I would do whatever this girl told me, so that I could be in this relationship with her, because I really wanted it to, to, to be with her. And I feel it should be the same thing with God, because God. Let me just keep it moving because I'm going to get too excited. But <clears throat> let's be honest. Let's be one. Let me be 100 percent with you. The first time I saw this girl, my my sole purpose was to be one with her. <laughs> and by one, you know exactly what I mean. I wanted to seal the deal in bed. I'm being straight up with you. Like, that was my main purpose. That's what I wanted to do. And I feel like, in a sense, that's what your main purpose should be with God. Not to have a sexual relationship. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say God died on the cross for us so that we can be one with him. And we can be one with him through the Holy Spirit. So when Jesus died on the cross, he allowed his spirit to still live on earth so that we may have life through him because we are sinners. So as I told you my little story about this Sandy girl and how it relates to God's personality and, and having a relationship with him, like it connects. And let me show you how. Because God's personality, you can only learn about someone's personality when you're in a relationship with them. 
And I'm inviting you to have a relationship with God. Because God, He completes us. Everybody goes around this earth trying to find things to complete them, trying to find people to, to satisfy their needs and and um, <clears throat> make them happy, make them whole. And, and a lot of people search this earth trying to f fulfill themselves with things that that are not going to fill them. You see, when humanity was made, we were made in a divine relationship with our Heavenly Father. But when Eve ate from the fruit of the forbidden tree, we lost that relationship with God. And now we're, we're in the wages of death. And we never lost that piece of us that was meant to be in direct relationship with God. And that's why a lot of people today feel empty or feel <clears throat> or feel um, this sense of no purpose, this sense of, um, how would I say it, this sense of depression. All these bad things that we feel, that we try to carry, all the past traumas in our life, all this can be um, healed through a relationship with the one and only living God. Let me tell you something. When you decide to have a relationship with this God, the one and only, you will fall in love. And when I mean you will fall in love, I mean you will fall in love like you've never experienced love in your life. This love is the greatest love this earth has ever seen. I'm, I'm not exaggerating these words. I'm not a person to exaggerate things. But when I say that you will fall in love, trust me, the more you want to be in a relationship with the Father, the one and only living God, Jesus Christ, you will fall in love with Him. It, just like every relationship, there's going to be ups and downs. Don't, don't think because you're joining a relationship with God that everything, all your life problems are going to be fixed. That is not going to happen. But there is a lot of promises that God does give you. And those promises I will let you discover yourself when you decide to have a relationship with Him. But the ups and downs are for you to grow in character with Him, for you to show your love for Him. Because He already has done a lot to show love for you, but He wants to continue to show you love through a relationship. So it's just like any other human relationship. That's how our God is. And Something very important that I want to say is when Jesus died on the cross, I mentioned it earlier, He didn't just die for our sins, but He died for us to have a direct relationship with the Creator, the, the one and only God. We are living in a time of grace where we are able to have a direct relationship with God, and we should not take that lightly. Because everyone in the Old Testament, only prophets or the, the chosen people were able to have that relationship with God. But now, through the love of Jesus Christ that I'm talking to you about, we are all 
We all have the potential to have a direct relationship with God. We are all able to be like Moses. We are all able to be like Noah. We are all able to be prophets. We are all able to have supernatural abilities through the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ. And that is a very graceful thing that God has given us today. And it's very important that you realize that you have a direct relationship with Him through <clears throat> the Spirit of Jesus Christ. It is very important that you realize this. Do not put no church in between you and God. Do not put... Put no human being in between you and God. Do not put anything between you and a relationship with the one and only living God. Because Jesus died for us to have a direct relationship with Him. So when you put a church in between your relationship with God, when you put a, a pastor or a preacher in between the Word of God or a relationship with, with God, you, in a sense, are disrespecting what Jesus Christ did for you on the cross, which is to have a direct relationship with Him through the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ. And not only that, but we are also given through grace the, the Word of God, which is the Bible. So you have the Spirit, we have the Bible. We don't need anything but besides ourselves and the Holy Spirit of Jesus to have a relationship with God. And a lot of people don't realize this. And I want to bring it to the light because everyone has the potential to get in a divine relationship with the Heavenly Father. And um, I think it's a very beautiful thing that a lot of people don't realize. And that's why I don't believe in re religion because God, Jesus Christ didn't die for us to have religion. Jesus Christ didn't come here so that we can make a church. Jesus Christ died for our sins so that we may have eternal life and so we can have a direct relationship with Him through the Holy Spirit. And there are things that God wants you to do on this earth. And I'm not the one uh, capable to tell you what these things are. Because guess what? That's between you and God, your relationship with Him. I am not capable of telling you what you should do. Because God has a plan for everybody. There is one thing that Jesus did command us all uh, sons of God to do, and that is to share the gospel to every living creature and to tell them about the good news which I'm telling you right now, which is this relationship. I want to uh, finish off by giving you a list of five of his, of Jesus' personality traits. And I think it's very important that you understand that God has a personality or maybe you want to put it in the terms of attributes because a lot of people nowadays um, give God personality traits that they feel the creator should have but he has very specific personality traits and he has very specific um, <clears throat> ways he goes about about things and I think it's very important for everyone to understand 
that God has a personality just like me and you. And <clears throat> once you get to know him, I mean, it, it'll change your life. I'm a witness to to it. God has changed my life. And and I'm sharing this message with you because because of his love that he had for me. And um, I want to invite you to have a relationship with him. <clears throat> don't get it twisted. Don't don't uh don't practice idolatry. Now what idolatry is is you make a god in your own image. So you make this god that a lot of people give make a god that God is all loving, God is all forgiving. I can um I can partake in sin because God is a loving, God is a forgiving. But the sad truth is um yeah, he is loving and he is forgiving. But just like us humans, he has limits. And let me tell you something. Let me just uh, go off on the list of his personality traits and we'll go from there. So, <clears throat> number 1. He is independent. So, I'm going to give you a Bible verse that shows his independence. So, in Acts uh, chapter 17 verses 24 through 25 says <clears throat> God that made the world and all things therein seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth dwelleth not in temples made with hands neither is worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things <clears throat> so to everyone out there God is independent God doesn't need your worship God doesn't need your love God doesn't need anything from you Because he created you He can take you out He doesn't need you But he delights in your worship He delights in your prayers He delights when you decide to have a relationship with him Because you were made in his image And he wants the best for you Because let me tell you something Me and you We are probably The luckiest people on earth Because we were made in God's image And God loves us And even though he's independent He wants us He chooses to want us and when he chooses to want us we have favor with him but when we have favor with him there's only one way to have favor with him and i'll leave that for the end so anyways <clears throat> now let's go on to another um personality trait which is the second one holiness he's holy <clears throat> let me go off of this um the book of Habakkuk in verse in chapter 1 verse 13 says your eyes are too pure to approve evil and you cannot look on wickedness with favor another uh verse on his holiness or well, let me just um hold on let me just um emphasize his holiness i don't know if you know what holiness means but his goodness, he is so holy that his eyes are too pure to approve evil. So his personality traits 
doesn't allow him to approve of evil things. And he, you cannot look on wickedness with favor. So I hear a lot of people say, God understands me. God understands that I'm sinning. God understands that I need to fornicate. Um, I have bad news. God's holiness doesn't allow him to understand um, your uh, partaking in sin. I'm very sorry to break it down to you like this, but it is very clear that God is holy and he cannot look on wickedness with favor. He cannot look at his children that are sinning and say, I, I accept you into my kingdom. He still loves you. I'll, I'll tell you that. But his holiness won't allow him to bring you into his kingdom because of your wickedness. But anyways, let's go to more on his holiness. On Joshua chapter 24 verses 19. Then Joshua said to the people, You will not be able to serve the Lord, for, the, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgression or your sins. So you have a little bonus there. He's a jealous God, which you can find out on your own when you get choose to have a relationship with him. Um, so Joshua was just saying how he is a holy God, that he cannot forgive your transgressions or your sins. So his holiness, again, it goes to show his holiness doesn't allow him to accept sin. So I'm sorry for those people who think God understands you and God accepts of your sins, but his holiness doesn't allow him to. <clears throat> I have one more on his holiness. First uh, Samuel chapter 2, verse 2. There is no one holy like the Lord. Indeed, there is no one besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. So there it goes to show again that his holiness is, it, it, it's, it's a personality trait. Like, for example, like if you had a personality trait that you couldn't accept uh, someone who um, smokes marijuana or, or drinks alcohol, and that's, <clears throat> that's a core value to you, and that's who you are. Uh, you just can't accept them because that's who who they are. I know I didn't really explain that one that good, but um, let's move on to the next one. And his next personality trait is that he is unchangeable. So <clears throat> in the book of Malachi, chapter 3, verse 6, says... For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore, you, O sons of Jacob, are not consumed. So that's good, right? Uh, you know that God will never change on you. And that's a very good thing because he is all powerful. So imagine if one day he decides he's going to become 10% unholy or 10% um, evil. Um, that would be very bad news for like a lot of people. But 
God is unchanging. He's always the same. He will always be the same. And he will never change. So that's good news. I have another verse on his um, unchangeable. And it is Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8. And it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. So it just goes to show again that he is unchangeable. So <clears throat> another personality trait of uh, God is he is eternal. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 32 verses 40 it says for I lift up my hand to heaven and swear as I live forever so <clears throat> let me go to the next um, I have another verse and it's from the book of Exodus chapter 3 verse 14 and says God said to Moses I am who I am and he said Say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. So it just goes to illustrate God has always been. And that's why he calls himself I am. Because he always has been and he always will be. And he's always going to be who he says he is. Which goes back to his unchangeableness. And, and that's good because when you choose to have a relationship with God, this relationship will be eternal, an eternal relationship. So that goes, that goes to our, our fifth trait, which is love, which a lot of people already know this about God. <clears throat> so 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 through 10 is a long one, so... Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows of God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him in this love not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be propitiation for our sins. So <clears throat> that just goes to show you what I was saying. God has already showed you his love. He's already made it available. He's already um, shown you his love through his actions. And <clears throat> his actions were... He sent his only begotten son to die for our sins. So in other words, <clears throat> we are all born sinners. We have a sinful nature. But God loved us so much that he manifested himself as a human, made himself perf made himself perfect. He fulfilled the law so that man can have life through him. He suffered for us so that we can have this relationship with him, so that through him we may have eternal life. That is the love he shows to us. And a lot of people think 
that God is loving. He will always love me and he will always forgive me, which it's true. God will always love you. He will love you and he will send you to hell. He will send you to hell loving you. The same way a parent would spank their kid. It is not because they don't love them. It's because they love them that they spank them because they need to learn. But God has very specific personality traits and he cannot break them for he is unchangeable. So I think his holiness and his goodness doesn't allow doesn't allow <clears throat> doesn't allow him to accept our sinful nature but he did he did manifest himself and died for our sins so if we accept him if we accept a relationship with him he was made holy for us because we are not capable of being holy in his presence we are not capable of um, being in his presence because he is holy and his holiness doesn't allow him to 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 do that and that's the reality of things and and once you you realize who God is and you realize what he's done for you i hope and i pray that you decide to have a relationship with him but there's a catch yeah there's a catch there's a catch uh, you can't just say all right i want a relationship with you let's make it happen let's do it like you can't just hop in a relationship with god because he's holy and he's he's a very specific being you can't just choose to go into the kingdom. There's a very specific process that you have to go through to to be made right, to be made um to be born again. You basically have to be born again to enter into the kingdom, to enter into these divine prayers, to enter into a relationship with him because like I said, he's holy. He can't a holy being can't have a relationship with a sinful being. It just doesn't, it, it can't happen. His, his attributes don't allow it. And he's unchangeable. So he cannot have a relationship with sinful beings. And he cannot give you favor. He cannot bless you while you're living a sinful life. He cannot give you the things of the kingdom. While you are living a sinful life. And I'm not. I'm not asking you to stop uh, sinning. And to be a perfect person. And that's not what I'm asking you. I'm inviting you to have a relationship with him. The only thing God wants. Is for you to make the decision. That. You know what God. I do want to be born again. I want to be. Uh, looked I want to have a relationship with you through Jesus Christ because that's the only way. That's the only way you can. And God's not asking you to to be a saint. He's not asking you to to um change your ways, to change who you are. He is asking you to make the decision to walk away from sin, 
that's the only thing you need is the decision, which is repent, which means change of heart. You need to have a change of heart that you come to the realization that I don't want to be a sinner anymore. That's all you need. And to 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 be born again, which which is through a baptism. And I'm going to read you two verses that prove what you need to do. In Acts chapter 2 verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So... What this is saying is, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. The remission of sins means, if you Google it, it means, in Google the definition says, the cancellation of a debt, charge, or penalty. So, sin has a penalty to it. So when you're born again, when you're baptized in the name of Jesus, you are rem you remission those sins, which is you cancel the debt of those that those sins carry. So when you do that, all the sins that were upon you through bloodline, through through your generation, through whatever anyone did to you, through any sins that you may have are canceled are paid off and when you come again born again and receive the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost dwells inside of you oh you're into the kingdom because the Holy Ghost is how you have a relationship with God and the Holy Ghost is what gives you new desires it gives you it helps you to walk away from sin See, God didn't tell you to be a saint, but God will give you the gift of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit would guide you away from sin. It will convict you not to do things that you're not supposed to. All I'm asking you is to be born again, receive the Holy Ghost so you can have a relationship with God because God wants to pay your sins. He wants He wants to pay them off for you. And there's another verse that I want to share with you it is John chapter 3 verse 5 Jesus answered verily verily I say unto thee except a man be born of water and of the spirit he cannot enter into the kingdom of God so there you go even Jesus said it himself if you are not born again through a baptism of water you and you receive the Spirit, there is no way you can enter the kingdom. You cannot enter into a relationship with the Father. And if you cannot have a relationship with Him, how can you, your prayers be heard? How can you your prayers be answered? How can you be blessed by the Heavenly Father? How can you receive favor? God loves you. God wants you to have a relationship with Him. So 
I also want you to have a relationship with him. My whole goal is for you to have a relationship with him through this message. And if you're hearing this message, maybe it's time for you to give your life to God. Maybe it's time for you to have your prayers answered. Maybe it's time for you to receive the blessings that God wants for you. Maybe you need God to fight your battles from now on. Maybe you need all your bloodline curses to be broken. Maybe you need some favor in your life. I don't know what you need in life, but I know you need Jesus because Jesus will do it all for you. And he wants to do it all for you. The only thing he asks is for you to have a change of heart and a desire to want to stop sinning. And he'll do the rest through the help of you and through the Holy Ghost, through relationship, through him. You don't need a religion. You need a relationship with God. You need a relationship with the one and only living God, Jesus Christ, who will convict you of sin, who will help you walk away from sin. He will help you with your drug addiction. He will help you with your alcohol addiction. He'll help you with your pornography addiction. He'll take it away from you because the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of you after you receive it through a baptism and you're born again, it will not allow you to still have those desires because God wants to help you on this walk. It is not a matter of you need to be this perfect person to enter the kingdom. No, it's a desire of are you willing to change for me, son, daughter? And if you say yes, he'll stretch his hand out and he'll pull you in and he will not let you go. And people like me who are walking with the Spirit, He will send people like me into your life to reaffirm things for you. He will help you along the way. He, he, he's not going to let you go because He is a loving God. And once you decide to have a relationship with Him, you are going to win because God never loses. So I want to end it there. Um, like I said... I wasn't planning to um, advertise this message. I'm not planning to um, promote it. So if you are one of the few people who hear this message, I am asking you to do not take it lightly. This is a divine message for you, for you specifically. If your ears are hearing this voice, it is not me. It is the spirit. Spirit that dwells inside of me, inside of me that is speaking to you. And that spirit, his name is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is calling your name and he wants you to enter the kingdom. He wants to bless you. He wants to fight your battles. He wants to fight your sins. He wants to free you from all generational curses that you may be upon, that you may be under. He wants to give you life, but not just life, an abundant life, an eternal life, a life with favor, a life with victories. And that's the message that I have for you. Well, I don't have it for you. The Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, gave it to you. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed night. And stay tuned because I'm going to keep dropping messages. And hopefully you enjoyed it. Thank you.